Welcome to the Dissolving Fear Podcast, where fear is a normal part of life, but it doesn't block us from acting on our dreams, talents, and desires. This is the Monday Moment, where you can take a moment to consider healthy and helpful ways to nurture yourself and maximize your potential this week. I don't know about you, but I had a super busy weekend and I apologize for getting this episode out rather late, but I was actually super inspired by Jim Quick to buckle down and work on this episode. According to his book, Limitless, when three things come together, you've got a real sweet spot to maximize your potential. And I really feel three things coming together for you, for this podcast, and for tonight. They all start with the letter M. The first is motivation. I am feeling motivated to record this podcast. The second is methods. And I feel like I'm sharing really useful methods for nurturing yourself, maximizing your potential, and dissolving fear in your body and mind. I really do believe in what I am offering and sharing on this podcast. And the third is mindset. And my mindset feels really good to me right now. I'm feeling optimistic when it comes to this episode and the value that I'm offering you as a listener. So I'm just really pleased and hopefully you feel that I'm sharing valuable tools for dissolving fear and connecting with yourself and for stepping toward even more growth as a person. Hopefully some of the practices and tips you've learned so far have helped you discover what you really do love about your life and what you really desire. Because when you see your dreams and desires clearly, I feel like it's so much easier for you to act according to your desires and values. And it's easier for you to be who you want to be. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for joining me. We'll talk about Jim Quick in this episode when I discuss the tips for nurturing yourself and maximizing your potential this week. And we'll finish with a few physical practices to dissolve fear in your body, um, such as butterfly taps, which is an EMDR tool for relieving anxiety. So we have lots of goodies to get through so that you can have a week of feeling replenished, relaxed, and free of fear. Here we go. First, let's talk about nurturing yourself this week. I usually talk about nurturing yourself and maximizing your potential all at once when I'm giving coaching tips and life tips. And those two focus areas are not separate. The more you nurture yourself, the more you actually maximize your potential for being the happiest, most productive, and successful version of yourself. So when you nurture yourself and connect with yourself, that strong self-awareness and self-love is your fuel when you decide to reach for the stars and strive and climb higher in life and grow and stretch and challenge yourself and change. So your little self-care practices 
fuel all of your reaching and striving and doing. So self-care is important and self-nurture is very important. And Jim Quick has a model that supports this idea that self-nurture fuels self-growth in any area of life. So his model guides growth and self-improvement. And go ahead and think of an area of your life that you'd like to improve or change. Or maybe you'd like to have a better outcome in your home life or in your business or when you're working out. If you want to get better results from your efforts and improve, Jim Quick has a model for growth and it involves four R words. The first is reach and that's what you think of when you think of striving and having goals and climbing higher and growing and stretching and changing and challenging yourself to do new things in order to grow. <clears throat> so reach is the first R word, but the interesting thing is that the other three R words aren't really action oriented. They're about nurturing yourself in order to grow rather than the doing and the striving and the reaching. So in Jim Quick's Four Steps to Personal Growth, the reaching is where a lot of the action is. But the second step is replenishing. And replenishing is where a lot of our choices lie. Replenishing basically means eating well. <clears throat> eating superfoods like blueberries and salmon. You can Google superfoods and get a list of foods and buy what sounds good to you. I know that personally, if I don't make a grocery list that includes berries and avocados, I'll forget to buy a lot of the things. And I actually forget to eat them too, but I do buy almonds and apples. Um, apples protect you against Alzheimer's, diabetes, and sluggish digestion. Blueberries regulate your blood sugar and give you antioxidants. I roast broccoli. I do a lot of roasted broccoli in the oven at like 425 with just olive oil and salt and pepper on it. <clears throat> and broccoli helps your heart and your brain. I personally love superfoods like cilantro and carrots and garlic. And you probably already know what foods are good for you and help you replenish your body. Nourishment is so important for your brain. And like Jim says, even though your brain is 2% of your body mass, it requires 20% of your nutrients and oxygen. So when you are replenishing, you're really replenishing your body and your brain with food and supplements if you like. The third R that helps us grow and evolve is restoring ourselves. And that does take a little bit of action. Um, a lot of the restorative practices that Jim mentions will be featured in this podcast in the new year, and I've already featured some of them. Um, some restorative practices include gratitude, breathing, hydrating, drinking lots of water, Getting sunlight is very, very restorative for us, and so are other practices like yoga, 
meditation and earthing. Earthing is when you walk outside with bare feet, and as a result, you feel very grounded. And the final R is rest. Rest includes sleep, naps, sleep hygiene, and non-sleep deep rest, also known as NSDR. NSDR is a term coined by my favorite science nerd on the planet, Dr. Andrew Huberman, who is a neuroscientist at Stanford University. I raved about him a few weeks ago in episode six of this podcast. He's very handsome and smart and great at dissolving fear and stress. So I can't wait to talk about his NSDR method next week, actually. I'll be covering non-sleep deep rest and his suggested protocol for that. But for today, when you think about maximizing your potential and reaching some of your goals, focus on Jim Quick's four R's. Reach, reach for your goals. Replenish, restore, and rest. Replenish is nourishment. Restore just means you're connecting to yourself and nature through breathing, sunlight, hydration, and lots of things that feel good that I want to make time for and do. And I want to choose those replenishing activities. And the final R is rest, which is so important. And I know sometimes I feel too busy for rest, but usually when I feel like that, I make a little list at where I'm focusing my energy and where I'm committed. And then I think about getting rid of some low priority commitments so that I can really focus on the things that are important and get rest. So I tend to eliminate low priority commitments so that I can make room and make time for rest and restoration and replenishment. Your potential and your success doesn't just come down to reaching for your goals. You also need to nourish yourself as well as push yourself when it comes to personal growth. So when it comes to nurturing yourself this week, I wanted to mention Jim Quick's model that helps you grow and get results by nurturing yourself with replenishment, restoration, and rest so that you can reach higher. Now, let's talk about maximizing your potential this week. I've been a resilience coach for 10 years, and I've seen other coaches and teachers focus way too much on doing in order to maximize your potential. You are a human being and not a human doing. As a child, I was very good at doing, good at getting all A's at school, good at organization, overworking, overexercising as a teenager. I was great at people pleasing and being quiet and ignoring my own needs. And I think you get the picture. So I thought all of those ingredients will lead to me maximizing my potential. But actually, when I went to Penn State and graduated high school and went off to college, I had no idea 
why I was doing what I was doing. I had no idea really what my potential was that I was even going after. I had just been doing a good job at life my whole life until I went to college, and I didn't know who I was. I knew how to do a good job, but I didn't know what would make me happy. I already knew I loved the relief I felt through music and at the beach and during yoga, but I had been way more focused on making others happy than on discovering what I loved about life and what made me happy. So if you're powering through life, pedal to the metal, nose to the grindstone, and you're not really sure why you're doing what you're doing in the first place, I am going to read you a Mary Oliver poem. Because it is important to realize your potential, but first you have to know yourself and know what you love and know what you need to feel safe, secure, loved, confident, and strong. And so I'll read you a Mary Oliver poem called Wild Geese. And when the poem ends, we'll get into some butterfly taps. And feel free to download this episode so that you can use butterfly taps anytime you want to. Here is the Mary Oliver poem, which I think beautifully illustrates The point that maximizing our potential doesn't have to involve as much powering through and sacrifice as we think. We just have to choose to love ourselves and offer ourselves that replenishment, restoration, and rest. And sometimes maximizing our potential looks like resting, stretching, eating well, loving ourselves, daydreaming and imagining our dreams coming true and then doing something about it to support ourselves and to take a step toward those dreams. Here is the poem. Wild Geese by Mary Oliver. You do not have to be good. You do not have to walk on your knees for a hundred miles through the desert repenting. You only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. Tell me about despair, yours, and I will tell you mine. Meanwhile, the world goes on. Meanwhile, the sun and the clear pebbles of the rain are moving across the landscapes. Over the prairies and the deep trees and the mountains and the rivers, Meanwhile, the wild geese, high in the clean blue air, are headed home again. Whoever you are, no matter how lonely, the world offers itself to your imagination. Calls to you like the wild geese, harsh and exciting, over and over, announcing your place in the family of things. So that poem is just a good reminder that even if you don't know what your goals are and how to maximize your potential, you can just focus on figuring out what you love and enjoying that process and that journey of figuring out your place in the family of things and figuring out what you love. And then you can figure out what to do about it. 
And you don't have to have anxiety about making decisions. One thing that we'll move into is butterfly taps, which is an EMDR practice that's great when you're in the middle of experiencing anxiety and stress. Um, it helps calm your body, get centered, feel grounded. And so we'll go into some butterfly taps right now. So by now, we all know that restorative practices are just as important as the reaching and the working and the doing as far as reaching your highest potential. Butterfly taps may not feel like much, but they're very restorative, very grounding and centering. It doesn't take much to make a big difference and dissolve some fear. Butterfly taps, or as some call it, butterfly hugs can become an automatic go-to practice for you whenever you're stressed. You can really do butterfly taps while you're sitting and no one will even notice that you're doing them. They're a form of EMDR and in the interest of time, I'll explain EMDR in depth in another episode, but just know that EMDR activities are proven and evidence-based methods of dissolving fear. And they're used by many therapists. EMDR stimulates both sides of your brain and body, and it just helps you to process emotions when they come up so that you can like feel them and heal them. If you can go for a walk, that helps too. If you go for a walk when you're feeling emotional or anxious or fearful, the walk gives you that same side-to-side movement and bilateral stimulation, just like EMDR, just like butterfly taps. But if you're feeling emotional or anxious, it's not always super convenient to just take off on a walk, which is why there are tons of other EMDR methods. And butterfly taps is just one way to process emotions and bring us back to a more calm and centered place physically and mentally. So for butterfly taps, you place your right fingers on your left collarbone, right underneath the collarbone, and then your left fingers go right underneath your right collarbone. So your wrists are over top of each other, resting on your sternum, also known as the breastbone. Fun fact, your collarbone is also called your clavicle. You might already know this, but the only reason I know this is because I broke mine in middle school, so I thought I would share that little fun fact. Anyway, so you're tapping right below your clavicles. Right side, then left side, then right side, then left side, and you're alternating. When you feel intense emotions, you can feel into them, and then you can allow them to flow through you and heal with these butterfly taps. Don't push your emotions down inside, just let them fly like the butterfly. Let them fly around inside you and process, and they will dissolve. Honestly, they'll fly around in your body, and then you can release them and feel relief, and it's so much better than stuffing down your feelings. 
I never really suggest anything on this podcast unless it has really worked for me personally to dissolve my fear and anxiety. So keep tapping, give it a try, right then left, alternating sides. And while you're tapping and breathing and relaxing, I'll tell you a little more about what you're actually doing. If your collarbones get tender or if it's just uncomfortable, um, you can actually move your hands out to your shoulders and keep tapping. Or you can cross your wrists on your lap and tap on your thighs. So you would tap your left thigh with your right fingers all at once and then your right thigh with your left fingers. Right, then left, then right, then left. A pace kind of like that. Just a gentle, rhythmic pace. If you're too busy to do the butterfly taps right now, or if you're driving, you can still visualize yourself giving butterfly taps a try and then try it out later. One of the many things I love about podcasts is that they encourage us to visualize and use our imagination. Like Albert Einstein says, imagination is the preview of life's coming attractions. And if you can imagine yourself doing butterfly taps, then I know that you can actually do them and try them out later and enjoy the benefits of being grounded and calm and centered, even when you're feeling stressed and worried. So if you're busy right now, don't worry. Just revisit the podcast later. Maybe download it and then try the butterfly taps a little bit later. They're great practice before bedtime. Super relaxing. So I've decided to save dead bugs pose or upside down bug pose for the next episode. We're running out of time and I try to keep the podcast around 20 or 30 minutes. So, I'd like to move the dead bug post to the next episode where I will also be talking about Dr. Andrew Huberman and his non-sleep deep rest protocol. Dead bug pose is yoga and so is non-sleep deep rest. In the yoga world, NSDR is known as yoga nidra, but because Dr. Huberman does such a great job at bringing fear-dissolving practices like yoga nidra to mainstream society, I will let him give yoga a new name, and he can call it NSDR. He can call it NSDR anytime he wants to, because I know people really enjoy his scientific approach to yoga, and plus, I know I enjoy how handsome he looks in his podcast videos. So I'm definitely a fan, and I'll be talking about him on my podcast for a second time next week. And we'll talk about Dead Bug, which I've renamed Upside Down Bug. And then we'll talk about Yoga Nidra, which Dr. Huberman has renamed NSDR, or Non-Sleep Deep Rest. So stay tuned for that next time. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode and focusing on the many components to maximizing your potential, along with the reaching and the doing and challenging yourself this week 
Remember the other three components to growth and self-improvement, according to Jim Quick. And they are replenishing your brain and body, restoring yourself back to calm, using breathing, gratitude, hydration, and time in nature and sunlight. And lastly, rest is the fourth component. I think the theme of this week's episode has been the idea that you cannot hasten the harvest, but you can nurture the crop. We only have so much control over how quickly we reach our goals, but we can control how well we nurture ourselves and replenish and restore and rest our bodies and minds. So please keep in mind that the path to success doesn't just involve strategizing and orchestrating events and working hard. The path to success also involves nurturing yourself and your talents, connecting with yourself and your beliefs and desires, and just accepting that life isn't all go, go, go. Life is actually replenish, restore, and rest in addition to the reaching. So have a great week, nurture yourself, love what you love, and come back next week for some more of the Dissolving Fear podcast.